Good morning, friends. Um, today I'm going to continue in our series on the book of James. Uh, I'm going to speak on James chapter 1, verse 12, and my title is, Are You Happy and You Know It? Let me start with a few questions. Question number one, what is it that everyone wants out of life? Answer, I think it's happiness. Unless we think that answer light or flippant, here's the second question and answer. Where is this happiness to be found? The answer, in God only. Now here's the basic conundrum of life. We all by nature seek happiness. Some people think they find it in the things of this world. But I recall Billy Graham once saying, you'll never find peace, you'll never find joy, you'll never find happiness apart from Jesus. Now, I heard just that little snippet, but it stuck in my mind. Uh, what a claim we Christians make. We not only say that happiness comes through Jesus, we say that the only lasting happiness comes through him. Just imagine that. We flatly declare that there is no ultimate peace or joy or fulfillment in sex or money or power or fame or degrees or building or gold medals or big estates or anything else that money can buy. Wealth can do many things, but it cannot buy peace of mind. Fame can do many things, but it cannot give us lasting joy. Power can do many things, but it cannot free us from guilt. When James wrote to the suffering Christians scattered across the Roman Empire, he included a verse that tells us how we can be blessed by God. This is the path to true happiness. But there is good news and bad news in this verse. The good news is this blessing is available to anyone who wants it. The bad news is this blessing comes with a price tag. Here are three steps to God's blessings then today. Step number one, we endure our trials. Blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial, verse 12 says. Now the most important word in that phrase is under we must remain steadfast under trial. The Greek uh, word here has the idea of soldiers standing in position when the enemy mounts a fierce attack. When others cut and run, this man stands and fights. He does not give in to fear, doesn't flinch when the battle gets hot, and does not look for a quick way out. He stands and fights when the enemy storms the ramparts. Now God delivers his children in two diverse ways. Sometimes he delivers us from trials. Most of the time we're not even aware when this happens. We won't know until we get to heaven how many times God actually intervened to protect us from danger. And sometimes God protects us through trials. He gives us what we need as we go through the fiery furnace so that when our furnace time is over, we will emerge stronger than we were before. I suppose most of us would say, I'd rather be spared from trial than have to go through it. And that's a perfectly normal way to feel. But rarely do we have the choice. Cancer comes whether we want it or not. The economy craters and takes our job with it. The church splits despite our prayers. A former friend lies about us and then tries to destroy our reputation. You see, friends, bad things happen all the time. I know of no way to avoid the troubles that come with living in a fallen world. And as far as trials are concerned, we're all in one of three places. Either we're coming out of a trial, or we're, going, or we're in a trial, or we're about to go into a season of trial, and we don't know it yet. James does not offer us any schemes that will enable us to avoid the troubles that come our way or to get out of them quickly. But he does say this, God promises a blessing to those who will endure the trials with grace and dignity and fortitude. Now sometimes the trials are more severe than illness or the loss of a job. 
Sometimes the trial involves life itself. Maybe you recall the news of four Christian children in Iraq who were beheaded because they would renounce Jesus. They would not renounce Jesus. Now ISIS turned up and they said to the children, you say the words that you will follow Muhammad. Now the children, all under age 15, said, no, we love Yeshua, Jesus. We have always loved Yeshua. We have always followed Yeshua. Yeshua has always been with us. And ISIS said, say the words. And the children said, no, we can't. Now, when told about the children who were beheaded, a Christian man was told by Muslim terrorists, either you say the words of converting to Islam, or we will kill all of your children too. What would you do in that situation? You know, it's one thing if they threaten to kill you. It's something different when they threaten to kill your children. Well, under enormous pressure, the man caved in and said the words of conversion, even though he did not mean it. He did it to save his children. And later, deeply ashamed of what he had done, he asked, Does this mean that Jesus doesn't love me anymore? I said those words because I couldn't see my children being killed. That sort of question makes you stop and think. And before you condemn the man, consider how far you would go to save your own children. The answer is, of course, Jesus still loves you. He will always love you. That's good for us to hear these stories so that we will know what is happening to our brothers and sisters in the Middle East. They also help to prepare us for what we in the West may face sooner than we think. So the first step in receiving a blessing from God is to endure our trials when it would be easier to cut and run. Step number two, we are approved by God. Verse 12 goes on and says, for when he has stood the test. Now, this verse can be translated in a couple of different ways. One says, when he has passed the test. Another, once his testing is complete. Or once he has been approved. Or when he has proved he is strong. You see, life is nothing but a series of tests. Some we pass, some we fail. We may face a sudden new challenge on a job, or the boss may fire us with no warning. Or the doctor may say, I'm sorry, you've got cancer or your spouse may leave you, your kids may disappoint you, your church may split, your portfolio may plummet, your friends may desert you, or you may struggle with depression or thoughts of suicide. You may be tempted to chuck it all and run away, to turn to alcohol or to give yourself over to sensual pleasure. You may simply feel so overwhelmed that you can't imagine going on for another day. I mean, chronic pain may be your constant companion. Jesus wants us to know that standing strong in hard times brings its own reward. We will be approved by God. We will pass the test. We will gain the prize. Now, if you know anything about guitars, you know that you need to put the guitar strings under great stress. I mean, music is made in stress. A string has to be stressed. It has to be pulled tight to make music. The string has to be moved from its comfortable resting position if it's ever going to make music. A limp string, you see, makes no music. You have to tighten it and then tighten it some more. And only when the string is pulled taut can it produce a beautiful sound. So it is with you and me. When we are relaxed and comfortable, when the the bills are paid, our family is intact, and all is well in our own little corner of the world, when life is grand, we may not make much music then. Sometimes we need to be pulled taut, stretched in ways that make us scream with pain, pulled almost to the breaking point tightened again and again by the master musician who knows how much we can take and will not stop until we are stretched to the point where our lives produce the beautiful music of heaven. No one says this is easy or fun or painless. 
making music for God comes at a high cost. But that music, the melody that our lives produce when we are put under stress and yet endure it joyfully because we're trusting in the Lord, that song we sing, that symphony of suffering, that is what it means to be approved or to pass the test. We all want the music of heaven, but we don't want the pain. The friends, they go together. You can't have one without the other. Here's step three. We receive the crown of life. Verse 12 concludes, He will receive the crown of life, which God has promised to those who love him. When you hear the word crown, don't think of a crown a king would wear. Think instead of the laurel wreath given to victorious athletes in the ancient Olympic Games. It's the honor that's reserved for those who paid the price in hard times so they could stand victorious in the end. William Manchester has a wonderful biography of Winston Churchill. I'd recommend you read it sometime. It's called The Last Lion. And it records in detail the long struggle during the 1930s as Great Britain faced a growing threat from Hitler and Nazi Germany. When Churchill finally became Prime Minister of May in 1940, many doubted his fitness for the job. And in his first speech to the House of Commons, he spoke frankly about the difficulties that lay ahead. And then he uttered these oft-repeated words, and I quote, I have nothing to offer but blood, toil, tears, and sweat. And what would be the policy of Great Britain in the war against Hitler? You ask, what is our policy? I say it is to wage war by sea, land, and air, with all our might and all the strength that God can give us. And then he laid out this ultimate goal. You ask, what is our aim? I can answer in one word. It is victory. Victory at all costs. Victory in spite of all terror, victory, however long and hard the road may be. End of quote. You know, it's no wonder the common people loved him so much. He told them the truth when the the task was in front of them. And I think James would appreciate Churchill's words. The Christian life is hard. And sometimes it's very hard. Better that we should know that now on the front end so that we're not surprised and overwhelmed when tough times come. But the good news is God intends for us to fight to victory. That's his policy. Victory at all costs, however long and hard the road may be. Think about this. God intends for you to wear the victor's crown. He intends for you to stand on the victor's platform in heaven. But it will not come without toil, struggle, pain, and loss. One of the best-known hymns says it very clearly. Through many dangers, toils, and snares I have already come. His grace has brought me safe thus far, and grace will lead me home. You know, we love that song, the dangers, toils, and snares, not so much. You see, if life were easy, we would be tempted to think we don't need God's grace. If the sky were always blue, we wouldn't cry out to God in desperation. Hard times break us of our self-reliance, expose our weakness, and show us our need for God. Now, what is the crown of life that James mentions? Surely one part of it is the abundant life Jesus promised to those who follow him in John 10.10. But the biggest part comes when we finally get to heaven. It's a reward from Jesus himself for enduring hardship in this life. We sometimes wonder what sort of faith we need in trying times like these. Well, I answer back, we need such faith as this, faith that cannot be touched or destroyed by trying times. We need faith that rests on God alone. Faith that is simple and deep and profound. We all want the life that God blesses. I want it for myself. I want it for my family and my friends. I want it for all my loved ones. 
I want them to know the blessing of God's favor in all that they do. In the words of our, if, our, if the words of our text mean anything, they mean that this kind of life is within the reach of every believer. We can all have the blessing of James 1 verse 12. No one is left out. But it does come at the cost of pain and toil. There's no easy road to the blessed life. It is bought with tears and paid with sorrow. If it is an easy life you want, friends, you'll never take up your cross and follow Jesus. Hebrews 12.2 tells us that Jesus saw the joy ahead of him, so he endured death on the cross and ignored the grace, it, the disgrace it brought him. Now the word endured in that verse is the same Greek word translated endured in James 1.12. Following Jesus always leads to a cross. <clears throat> if you want the blessing, set out on the Jesus road knowing there is a cross somewhere up ahead. Those who follow him will never be put to shame. They are the ones who endure their trials with grace, find God's approval, and in the end, finally receive the crown of life. Until next time, see the vision, live the mission, feel the passion.